Hello. Hello. You are listening to We, we Like Things, things and, and So Should, should You. Um, this is a very special broadcast, and it it's, it's thanks Thanksgiving broadcast brought to you not live. When yes. you hear this, we are also at a cottage. We are. So yes. there will probably be auxiliary noises, like children somehow, uh, people maybe dog. Yeah. In the background. We Just, hope dog. We hope. Because one thing that I really like is dogs. It's not my thing for this week. It's not even a small like, because a little like. No. Forgive it's, me. It's a huge like. But let's not, let's not spoil no. our future likes. No. Uh, I'm Brenny. I'm Melissa. Uh, do you, uh, do you have any thoughts on some little likes? Some little likes, you say? Didn't really prepare any, to be honest. We've barely prepared for today, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do have many things I like, so I feel like I can pull something out. That should. Okay. A little like of mine is campfires. I love them. <laughs> the smell. Yeah. Marshmallows, s'mores, s'mores, s'mores are better than marshmallows. You're sure? I I, don't, I, I can't do a marshmallow <sighs> on its own. But you put chocolate in there. You put graham crackers. I'll eat that till I choke. That's a winning combination, my friend. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's see. Um, what's a what's a little like that I can like about uh oh stickers i love stickers i love getting stickers and collecting stickers and i love putting stickers onto things um it's very particular though because my laptop is covered in stickers and i have lots of other stickers and they just need to go on the laptop and there's nowhere else stickers go not anymore yeah well if you've ever seen my laptop it's just full of stickers and i just love them and the problem is, is that whenever I get a new laptop, which I recently had to get, um, it's very difficult pulling the stickers off the old laptop. Because there's a method where you use a hairdryer and you, you do your best to melt the glue and then peel all the stickers off. But it's such a mosaic that I might as well just keep the old laptop hidden away somewhere. Just for the stickers? Yeah, just, just to hide it. Just keep it. I like keeping things. Stickers are a part of that. And that laptop is now a part of it. Because I can't, I can't throw them away. I'll throw away all the stickers. That's very fair. You know, speaking of stickers, um, I also really like posters. We have a Oof. lot of posters. Um, a whole collection, really. Yes. All of our walls are postered and posters. It's really bad. Well, it's really good. Yeah. Collecting, I guess, collecting things in general. There's a lot of lifestyle choices where you could, you know, get rid of minimalism and getting rid of like. Uh, material objects. We're not about that. We're definitely not about that. We're not. We do not subscribe to that. Absolutely not. There, there's a limit for sure. We're not. We're not going to gorge ourselves on physical material items. But like, I like having things. They. I look at them, and I'll be like, I remember getting that, and I like the way it looks. It's a good time, and it's still a good time. Yes. All right. Well. We should- <laughs> uh- <laughs> 
<laughs> what a tangent. What's happening? I don't know. I, I feel weird right now. Yeah, we, this, we, we always got to do this in studio. It's yeah. weird doing this not... In a room. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, whose so, turn is it? This is our first hour-long episode. It is our first hour-long episode. So. I hope it's good. <laughs> I hope you want to listen to us for this full almost hour. Yeah. I hope. I hope for a lot of things. Um, I also think I went first last time. Okay. So is it my turn? I I hope so. All right, that's fine. Both of my things are on a theme this week, Ooh. and that theme is musicals. Um. Mostly because I love musicals a lot. So it's not musicals. You're, it's specific musicals. Yes. Um, so yeah, the thing that... Like, yeah, I'm not... Like, my... <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the theme is musicals. But I um, have specific musicals in mind. Although there are a lot that I really enjoy... Um, there are two that I'm going to talk to you about today in different formats. All right. Bet I can guess both of them very specifically. I bet you can. I bet you can definitely guess one, but I feel like the other one you probably will guess now. But I'm saying you won't get it right away. There's only two that I know you deeply and aggressively care there's, about. There's three that you know. What's the third? Okay. Oh, well. Uh, okay. What does that count? I literally started flirting with you over one. You, I listened to the whole thing, and you were like, you listened to that in two days? I was like, yes, I know every word now, basically. Okay, well, yes, the first one is Hamilton, <laughs> the musical, okay? That's the first one, okay? Um, and no, I used the second one to flirt with you, too, except I didn't know the whole thing. Okay, but you're talking about Sweeney Todd. That's not what it is. <gasps> it's not. Although, okay. Very fair. Uh, special shout-out to Sweeney Todd, because it's a wonderful musical, um, and honestly, I might talk about it another time. <laughs> I probably will. Um, maybe that week we'll have a different theme, and the theme will be barbers. Very good. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the first thing I want to talk about is Hamilton, an American musical. Um, Excellent musical. Yes, um, it's a musical um, written by um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and it is inspired by the 2004 biography Alexander Hamilton by historian Ron Chernow. And basically, it is an incredible musical that follows the life of founding father Alexander Hamilton from an immigrant who came to America to um, a position of power within the United States. Um, but the things that are really cool about it is that um, the cast is really purposely non-white to demonstrate some um, diversity that's really lacking in American history and also um, as well as American media in general but in general yes um, and also the fact that the styles of music are so interesting there's like yes. a mixture of rap and hip hop with more like classical musical styles and it is just incredible how cool Lin-Manuel Miranda made this guy's life out to be and such an interesting way to learn about history um, through this musical. Also, the songs are just super catchy. 
They're really, they're well-written. Lin-Manuel uh, Miranda... Is a lyrical genius. Yeah, he's a god. I don't understand it. Yeah. He's... And he's worked on other things, but we're not talking about that. But, like, oh my god, yeah. can this man write words. Yeah. And honestly, it's like, it is... I've listened to it so many times, and I, like, it's, it's just so good. I can't, I can't even explain. The original cast is so incredible in their ability to sing and rap and um the guy who plays Lafayette oof he's he's been in some other things too I can't remember what David Diggs he wow he's just incredible he does a French accent and raps so fast yeah what, what is that one song what is it called it's um um, guns and ships, I think. Yeah, it's guns and oh ships. Oh my god! Yeah, it's just uh, once you start to figure out what the words are, like you can't help but sing along and, and knowing exactly like something about. I think everybody knows, like singing along to a song. That's one of the best pleasures in life. Just knowing exactly um, what words fit where. It's like it's it's like a like a musical puzzle, and it just feels good hitting every note and hitting every beat. Um, singing all the support parts to a single song when you're the only one singing, also amazing. But as an aside, just like trying to sing that song, regardless of having the words in front of you, mm-hmm. he, he, I don't understand how he talks so fast and also belts out a, such a strong French accent that does not... Um, waver. It, yeah, it does not waver. It's yeah. just always there. Yeah, It's really incredible. Honestly, um, if you haven't heard this musical, I really recommend you listen to it. It's actually coming to Toronto. Different uh, cast. Different cast, but it's still coming. It's still like the same format, same music. Um, tickets are super hard to get. They go on sale October 28th, so I'm going to see, but I feel like they're super expensive and super yeah. hard to get. So. It was we'll actually see. this long-running joke, even when the original play was out. Um, I think they did... A, uh, I think some of the cast did some performances for uh, President Obama, and it was like a legitimate joke that, that Obama had not seen the play because of how difficult the, the tickets were. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's... It was, I don't think it was like... I think it was like a real thing. I don't think Obama actually saw the play, yeah. but I have no idea. So <laughs> anyway. You have to see the cast sing songs at the White House. Well, but, which is like... You could take one over the other, but... Speaking about politics, the um, play is, like, very political, obviously, because it's about, like, founding fathers, and, you know, it is, like, a commentary on, like, American media and, you know, history because of the conscious choice to cast non-white actors in these um, founding father roles. Um, And actually, in 2016, at one of the Broadway plays, um, I don't know if you've heard about this, but Mike Pence went to go and see um, one of the shows and at the end of the pl- near the end of the play I've not heard about this oh my god um, the actor who played Vice President Aaron Burr acknowledged that he was in the audience and thanked him for attending and added we hope you will hear us out and basically went on to say we sir we are the diverse America you are alarmed and anxious that your new administration will not protect us our planet, our children, our parents, um, or defend us and uphold our inalienable rights. We truly hope that this show has inspired you to uphold our American values and work on our behalf or on behalf of all of us. 
So basically calling him out for, like, a lot of his policies. Absolutely bonkers. And um, it made Donald Trump real mad. Um, And he tweeted, Our wonderful future VP, (laughs) Mike Pence, was harassed last night at the theater by the cast of Hamilton. Cameras blazing. This should not happen. What? I I don't understand why I've never heard of this. Another tweet from Donald Trump. Oh, God. The theater must always be a safe and special place. The cast of Hamilton was very rude last night to a very good man, Mike Pence. Apologize. (laughs) Um, Yeah. What a bunch of monsters. That's amazing. Yeah, it's wild. And it's, it's, it's like, just like such a wild... It's just a wild thing. Like, concept. Um, And such a difference between how the cast interacted with Obama and actually, like, performed. And Obama actually performed on the Hamilton remix tape. What? Yeah, he was George Washington in One Last Time. What? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, man, yeah. Well, I I guess... I listened to some of the songs on the remix and I never I never really enjoyed them because I got so accustomed to the original. Yeah. So I didn't give the rest of the songs a chance. Yeah. I now I ha have to. Yeah. That's un, that's insane. Yeah. Especially cuz like yeah. Oh, no, yeah. They they cuz they performed one last time. Oh, that was such a sad moment. They performed the cast of Hamilton performed one last time uh, during the kind of like exit dinner of uh, President Obama and everybody was crying it was like it it was in context they're talking about george washington stepping down Mm -hmm. instead of him just retaining power because he was relatively doing a good job Mm -hmm. um and it was clear it was just about president obama stepping down Mm -hmm. and like having to pass the torch in that regard anyway um i think i'd like to play a song if you don't mind. Of course, please do. Um, so because we're just talking about the actor who plays Aaron Burr, one of my favorite songs in the play is Aaron Burr, Sir. And um, yeah, I think we should play that song. Is that okay with you? Yes. What? what? <laughs> Wouldn't we ever ask permission? I guess, well, I guess because we're not in the studio, it's a little bit, a uh, little less... Um, fluid but yes play the song okay here it is pardon me are you aaron burr sir that depends who's asking oh sure sir i'm alexander hamilton i'm at your service sir i have been looking for you i'm getting nervous sir i heard your name at princeton i was seeking an accelerated course of study when i got sort of out of sorts with a buddy of yours i may have punched him it's a blur sir he handles the financials you punched the bursar Yes, I wanted to do what you did, graduate in two and join the revolution. He looked at me like I was stupid. I'm not stupid. So how'd you do it? How'd you graduate so fast? It was my parents' dying wish before they passed. You're an orphan. Of course, I'm an orphan. God, I wish there was a war. Then we could prove that we're worth more than anyone bargained for. Can I buy you a drink? That would be nice. While we're talking, let me offer you some free advice. Talk less. What? Smile more. Don't let them know what you're against or what you're for You can't be serious You wanna get ahead Yes Fool 
those who run their mouths off wind up dead. What time is it? Showtime! Like I said. Showtime, showtime, yo! I'm John Lawrence in the place to be. A two pints of Sam Adams, but I'm working on three. Ha. Those red coats don't want it with me, cause I will pack chick a plaque. I came from afar just to say bonsoir to the king Cassidy, who is the best. C'est moi. Bra, bra. I am Hercules Mulligan, up in it, loving it. Yes, I heard your mother said, Come again. Lock up your daughters and horses. Of course, it's hard to have intercourse over four sets of corsets. Wow. No more sex. Pour me another brew, son. Let's raise a couple more to, to the, the revolution. revolution. Well, if it ain't the prodigy of Bristol College, Aaron Burr. Give us a verse, drop some knowledge. Good luck with that. You're taking a stand. You spit. I'ma sit. We'll see where we land. Oh. The revolution's imminent. What do you stall for? If you stand for nothing, Burr, what'll you fall for? So, that was Aaron Burser from Hamilton, an American musical, which is a thing that I really like, and also Brendan Williams. Oh, but, it's absolutely amazing. Side note, uh, we have a full hour, so we're going to take advantage of that and play full songs. Yeah. So... We hope you like it. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because we like it, and, and so, so should you. Roll credits. Uh, <laughs> stop. Okay. <laughs> we have an hour. We can make as many noises as we want. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's enough for me for now. Okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I no? feel like I played a song. I talked about my thing. No, it, it's, it's an excellent musical... Um, I have the, uh, I will say the unfortunate luxury, uh, because I do not condone stealing or theft in terms of uh, creative licenses in any way, but I did have the unfortunate luxury to see kind of a pirated copy of someone recording the uh, the musical. Um, and then I sent it to Melissa because we were both going crazy over it. We watched it like simultaneously together, even though we were like very far away. It was very cute. Um, but seeing this musical, like seeing the original actors perform it as well, uh, was a very wild time. Um, it, it, the, the whole stage production was very good. Like it, it was the whole thing was nuts. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool use of the stage also. Yeah, like the, the, the stage had like a central circular platform and like there was three different circular platforms that would like spin. It was wild. Anyways, I don't endorse but, stealing. Yes. I, and I also, will... that was my thing, so. Well, no. <laughs> of course it was your thing, but I wanted to include that because That's okay. we saw it. We saw it. It was just. I know. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm tired. Okay. What's your thing? Uh, my first thing that I really like is cheese. No. Cheese on um, bread. How dare you bring that into well, this radio show? <laughs> okay. So yeah, my first thing that I like um, is a little, little, little creature man dude uh, named Kirby. Uh, uh, Kirby is this little pink uh, alien creature. Um, he's he's literally like a like a little circle with arms and legs and the cutest face you've ever seen. Um, 
and he doesn't really do much of anything. He's, well, sorry, that's a very inappropriate way to introduce him. He is this fun and, uh, and, and carefree little character that lives on this planet named uh, Popstar. And all he really does is kind of hang out and eat um, and just live his own life and everything's fine. And he kind of just gets thrown into these situations where he defends his planet and sometimes even like the whole galaxy that he lives in against these like just large and menacing supernatural forces it's it's this very wild take on on like a character and, and a type of game um kirby himself was made i'm doing this again where i, I have all this information and then i immediately just delete it from my brain um, Kirby was made by uh, Masahiro Sakurai, which I hope I'm pronouncing uh, correctly, um, who was a video game designer. Um, it was it was originally a concept for a Game Boy original game. Um, the game was uh, originally called Twinkle Popo, and <laughs> Twinkle Popo, <laughs> yeah. And um, oh my gosh! So the the character of Kirby, they they made a little ball and they gave it um, arms and legs and a little face. Oh. <laughs> um, and that was actually originally a um, a placeholder character uh, for a different design. And after having this placeholder character for so long during the development of this game. Um, they decided that Masa, Twinkle yeah. Popo was the star all along. Yeah, Masa, Masahiro was just like, no, this is this is the character. Um, unconfirmed, but I just wanted to say it out loud. Um, I believe in, in an interview somewhere, Masahiro uh, uh, Sakurai uh, explained that uh, Kirby is in the shape of a friend. Um, regardless if that's true or not or official, that is that is that is absolutely what Kirby is. Um, okay, well, is his name supposed to be Twinkle Popo or just the game? The game for sure. Um, I don't know. I think Kirby was just what they called him. I wish his name was Twinkle Popo. I know. I know. So, Twinkle Popo. <laughs> so the whole concept of Kirby. It's generally a side-scrolling uh, platform kind of adventure game. Um, Kirby is just like I said, like this um, this pink uh, blob. Uh, sorry, uh, circle. Um, it goes uh, side to side, and um, he can jump on characters and kick characters. But his main ability is that he can suck up characters um, and bad guys and eat them. Um, and in in a lot of her ways, like that, it's it's just as simple as that. Um, you're Kirby. You go along. Uh, you eat characters, and and that's that. Uh, the secondary part, well, more so the main part. I don't know why I'm explaining this so weird. Um, is that yeah, he? It's a little. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm all over the place. Um, it's it's late. It's we're tired. It doesn't matter. Uh, we have an hour. We can do what we want. <laughs> um, so yeah, Kirby's main ability in, in eating um, enemies is that he can absorb their powers. Um, and throughout the series of games, I believe it started in the the nineties when the first uh, Kirby game came out. So almost uh, like 20, 20 years or more. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's been 25 years. I'll have to look that up. It doesn't matter. Um, so there's been more than 20 years of games, and that's just generally the the premise. Um, but in the, in this 
premise, you get so much variety in the different abilities. There's uh, like a little wizard character that, uh, no, it's a, like a large eyeball character that shoots eye beams, and then when you suck him up, you just, you can like throw or, or like slash away with like a beam of energy. You suck up a, a swordsman, you get a sword, and you get, for whatever reason, like the classical Zelda, uh, Legend of Zelda hat, like he just wears a green cap. Um, if you suck up anything that's generally sharp with a blade that's not a sword, um, you'll be able to kind of throw these just blades of yourself. Um, and so, and There's mo- the fire Kirby. Fire Kirby, yes. Where and ice Kirby. And ice. And there, I think there is a, a, a wind version as well. Uh, there's, there is in the newest game a water Kirby, which is just great. Um, and there are a couple of games where you can actually combine powers, which was very exciting. Um, my first real instance of Kirby was uh, Kirby and the Crystal Sarge for the N64. Um, one of the most fun games I've ever had. And it was such like a, it was such a, it was a game that was definitely made for younger audiences. Everything about it. Everybody was soft. Everybody was cute and kind and, and colorful and everything was amazing. Um, and whatever entity that had cause such evil is usually like it's just like evil essence that kind of comes into Kirby's worlds um, and it's one of the funniest things that I've, I've always enjoyed about Kirby the opening to most Kirby games Kirby's just having a time eating some cake eating some food and whatever is disturbing the world disrupts his eating I, I, if I remember correctly, Kirby and the Crystal Shards, he's literally eating cake, having a time, and he sees... He's so relatable. Honestly. Exactly. And he, he's, he's such a pal. <laughs> he sees the, um, this dark energy... Uh, no, it was it was the crystal, the main crystal. That's the whole point of the game. You're collecting these crystal shards. He sees the crystal explode over Popstar, um, and one of the crystals um, smacks him in the back, while he's eating and then this other fairy creature I can't remember her name uh, kind of come, comes along with the crystal um, and she without words or text just kind of explains to Kirby that like please help me this crystal is is I need to get all these crystals back and he's like sure yeah and and that's one of the best things too he's always willing to help um, one of his main adversaries in most of the games is is King DDD um, which legitimately is uh, an eagle, which I always thought he was... I thought he was a penguin. I thought so, too. And let me, I'm going to look this up because I've been... I've... He looks exactly like a penguin. <laughs> like, it's... it's Even his colors are penguiny. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's, he it's looks absolutely like, wild. He's like a club penguin penguin. Okay? <laughs> you know club penguin. That oh, should for be sure. another thing that we talk about on this show one day. Um, although I was never, like, super into club penguin... It was definitely a thing. <laughs> well, that, Have a Hotel, Neopets, all those kind of yeah. online societies. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So, he's a penguin-like being. I always, I, I thought I read somewhere that he was, in actuality... Um, I was going to say, if you try and tell me it's an eagle, that's, that's mistaken, okay? Uh, he, he is a very penguin-y... Boy. Yeah, no, there's no there's no confirmation. For some reason, I read somewhere that he was... Anyways, um, so yeah, King DDD is the king uh, of a certain area on Popstar. They live on the same planet, and regardless if it's like a, a menacing figure or an evil spirit that's been possessing King DDD, um, generally King DDD is just up to mischief and just like trying to thrash around Kirby. Not in like an evil way, but like... I, I feel like he always just believes that Kirby is just going to be against him, and King DDD is kind of selfish anyway, so it kind of goes along that. And there's plenty of times when 
King Dedede does get possessed by dark spirits or dark energy, uh, and he, he becomes kind of more monstrous, and he kind of takes these terrifying forms. Uh, Kirby games have a lot of, like, oddly surreal and terrifying imagery just hidden in these cutesy um, characters. Uh, but whenever Kirby beats King Dedede, he never, like, he never beats him to a pulp. He never, it's never, it's always just to get the evil out of him. And once they kind of have that kind of agreement that, like, hey, I'm here to save you. King DDD is always kind of, he's very, like, um, oh, what's that word? Uh, uneasy about the friendship, but he always is just okay with going along with it, um, which is always great. And that's, like, such a great message in a video game. Every time Kirby does something, it's always just because it's the right thing to do. It's always, like, the good thing to do, and he always helps everybody. Um, because he's in the shape of a friend. Exactly. And even Which though- is my favorite thing. Because <laughs> if you imagine just like abstractly what's a friend. It's probably wow. like a, just a cute orb. A cute orb with a smiley face. Yeah. A cute, <laughs> like he's so squishy that you could just give him a hug. And and even so like, and it, like Kirby is, is described and just canonically shown in so many games. He's such a wild presence. He's he basically has almost infinite power. Um, in certain games, it's described that he essentially has a black hole in his stomach, which is why he's able to eat and consume so many things, including all these enemies and stuff. He he's he's just like Lin Manuel Miranda is a god in his lyrical writing. Um, Kirby is like is is a god in terms of power. Because isn't like in Smash Bros, he's like. The only one who can, like, he's... I've, I've described that. In the newest Smash Brothers, um, there was this whole, um, like, the, the main story for Smash Brothers Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch. Um, you kind of, They kind of show all the, the Nintendo characters kind of gearing up for this big fight against whatever the bad guy is. It's, um, it's the embodiment of light and dark, and they send out all these master hands and crazy hands, which, if you know the Smash Brothers series, that's that's just usually the general bosses. Just this big hand supposed to be puppeteering all the, the, the Nintendo characters fighting against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the opening cutscene where they show kind of like how the story is progressing for the mains, for the, the single player mode, um, everybody gets demolished. Everybody's ready for a fight or, or they're ready to hide or they're ready to get away. And everybody just gets zonked by this light and they, they, they get like, they uh, become like negative copies of themselves. Except for Kirby. Kirby jumps on his warp star, which is literally just like a, like a classic shape of a star that's yellow. And he's the only one that gets away, which kind of solidifies in my mind that Kirby is the most powerful being in all of Nintendo. Yeah. He's the only one that got away. He literally is the reason everyone is survive, uh, survives because he goes... Um, the main story, you basically fight... <coughs> against every character and that's how you win them back and unlock them in the roster but you start with Kirby it means that Kirby was strong enough and fast enough and and powerful enough to get away and to win all of his friends back Kirby's the hero exactly he's the OG friend Kirby is the hero of Super Smash Brothers um and he's and our hearts exactly um but yeah, no, I just really love Kirby, everything about him, um, and I've, I've played most games on the, the Game Boy Advance, even the newest game for the Switch. Um, it was much, much easier, which I was kind of upset about. Um, there there wasn't much of a challenge, but it was still so much fun to be able to combine all these abilities. Um, in, in the newest Kirby, it's called Kirby Star Allies. Um, instead of just blatantly just absorbing all these powers, you can also... Um, 
accumulate uh, the enemies as friends. So at certain points, you can just you kind of like th- you just generate a heart and you throw it at enemies, and they literally just become friends and they follow you around and they just help you defeat stuff. And it just it's just it's it's never a bad game. I don't think there's ever been a bad Kirby. Game. Even the, there's a Kirby pinball game, and it was still fun for its time. It was like, yeah, give me well, play this game. It's whatever. Is Kirby the pinball? Yeah, <laughs> it's really great. Wow. Well, um, but okay. Yeah. No. Well, no. I think it's time for my. Yeah. We have an hour, Melissa. A full hour. I know. I know. We also have to account for the song times. No, I know. And I started this timer a little bit late, <laughs> so I'm just. I'm saying. sure it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about Kirby, though? Because obviously, um, not anything else to say about him. I want to hear. Obviously. Oh, the one thing. So, if anybody is able to, please play Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. Um, one of the best Kirby games I've ever played. Um, as well, you have to try and and seek out a copy of Kirby and the Crystal Shards. You can get it. Um, I think on the the Wii you had it, or the Wii I can't remember the, but the Nintendo eShop shut down for the Wii. Um, if you can find Kirby and the Crystal Shards, it is the best game. You can combine. That was the first time I was able to combine different abilities. Um, you can combine a rock power and fire power to become a volcano and spew f- uh, uh, literally just lava at people or flaming rocks. You can combine uh, the cutter ability and the ice ability to just have ice skates. And that was the best. I would always try to find the, those two abilities, combine them, and just skate through the whole level. And it was the most fun I've ever had. And I'm very sad that um, I have to set up my Wii U just to play that game, but boy, howdy, will I. It is such a fun game. Yeah. I think that's all I have for right now. So, uh, what's, uh, what's your second thing? Did you figure it out? Uh, was it Moana? No. That's the only other thing I could think of. Moana is really good, and I do really like Moana a lot. In terms of musicals, it didn't really fit, and that's why I was like, I'm unsure. Once I tell it to you, you're going to be like... Uh, I'm going to be... My second thing is the TV show, Galavant. Nuts. Damn it. I wouldn't have thought of that as a musical, because a musical is kind of like its own thing. You're right, but it is a musical. No, it totally is. Um, So this show, if you haven't heard about it... I implore you to watch it. I will say this one caveat is that it's two seasons and it always leaves you wanting more. I've watched it multiple times through the entire thing because um, essentially it's kind of like a fourth wall joke throughout the series (laughs) that they don't have enough money to keep making it. And they're like, how do we still get to keep making this show? Um, Because... Uh, yeah, so that's kind of like a running joke throughout it. So essentially, it got canceled after two seasons. So, um, but I still think the ending is like a good enough ending that it's really worth watching it. It doesn't really end on it, like, it does a little bit end on a cliffhanger, but it's like enough. It, it ties enough loose ends where it it's does. like, this could be the ending. It does. But yeah. if you want to write more, please do. So, basically, Gallivant is a musical fantasy comedy. Um, <laughs> Good and, genre. Yes. Um, it was created and written by Dan Fogelman with music and lyrics by Alan Menken and Glenn Slater. And, essentially, the musical... Um, wait, what year was this from? 
it premiered in 2015 and then it was for two series, um, two seasons. I started watching it, um, just, wow. Oh, no, it, it was originally released in 20, is 2015, sorry, not 2016. Um, but yeah, so it started in 2015. I started watching about two years ago, um, so it was a little bit late to the train. I, like, didn't realize that it got canceled because I started watching it, like, later, so that's why I kind of started with that. It was also um, on Netflix, so it's, like, yeah. two seasons, sure. Yeah, and basically, it's a... Don't, don't mind that noise. Yeah. You might, you might not hear a noise, but we also have guinea pigs in our room right now because we need to be with them. And they're a little bit stressed because one of them needs medicine, and so... They're chat- <laughs> chattering up a storm. Like, like we explained in a previous episode, sometimes when they're stressed or when they need to dominate each other, um, <laughs> they will teeth chatter. Yeah. Anyways... Anyway, so yeah, Gallivant basically follows the story of this typical hero in, like, medieval fashion. His name is Gallivant, and it's kind of in this fantasy medieval world where he's the hero. He has this woman that he loves named Madalena, and it starts off with them together. And the whole, like, intro musical number really introduces the whole um, premise of the show. I'm wondering how long it is, and if I could just play it. Oh, the intro? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Um, because it, I don't think it's that long, and then you literally get the entire premise of the show. Oh, yeah, no. That's the best part about all the songs, too, is that each summation song gives you, like, every beat that you need to know, and if you haven't watched for a little bit, it'll be perfect to kind of, like, pick back up into. Oh! It's only two minutes and 21 seconds. Hit it. So I'll play that and yeah. Way back in days of old, there was a legend told about a hero known as Galifant. Sweat on perfect hair. Call it unto them. There was no hero quite like Galifant. Top plus every other manly value. Stop it now, but now. 
was the um, gallivant um, sort of theme song that starts off the show. Honestly, if that hooked you in any way, I guarantee you that it is worth watching it. Um, I started watching this show um, by myself when I was just um, looking for something new to watch, and I was blown away by it. It became it's, an obsession. It did become an obsession. Um, so essentially, that, sh- that little song introduces you to the characters. So basically, you have gallivant, his lady love madalena and madalena gets stolen by the king richard and the song ends with um gallivant going to save madalena from richard um the next song which i'm not going to play because i don't want to play too many songs in this um, little section but basically the next song um it's not really a spoiler because it happens like super soon it's after. immediate yeah um basically what happens is madalena decides that she wants to marry the king even though she was originally kidnapped by him and they were she, deeply in love together as and well her and gallivan yeah. were like deeply in love yeah she decides to stay with the king because she chooses power and money over gallivan even though she is repulsed by the king um, so she becomes kind of like a villain in the story um, just because she chooses this power and wealth over one true love as like a lot of fairy tales would call it. So it's like a really interesting premise to start off with. And basically the show opens up like some years later, Gallivant has been out of the hero business for a little bit and he gets approached by this princess named Isabella who wants um, him to come on a quest to save her hometown of Valencia from King Richard um, and Madalena, who have sort of taken over um, their kingdom and imprisoned Isabella's parents in the dungeon. Um, so that's kind of the premise. And you find out really quick that Isabella is actually a double agent um, working for the king and trying to get Gallivant to... Um, to come to uh, the king to Valencia, so that King Richard can kill him in front of Madalena, mm-hmm. because Madalena is um, still into Gallivant. Well, not really into Gallivant, but kind of holds Gallivant over King Richard's head, as in like he could do this, he could do this, and King Richard's over it. Anyway, that seems like I'm giving away a lot, but all this happens in, in like the, the first, first like 10 it's, minutes it's of the wild. episode. So the rest of the story is really um, fun. It has like surprising characters. It has a lot of cool cameos. Um, and the songs are so well written as the well. The songs are really good and super catchy and super fun. And there's a lot of like really good feel good moments. Um, really good humor as well. Really good humor. It's it's really worth your while. Um, it's really sad that it's canceled. However, it does give you a really fun little ride for when it lasts. And honestly, it's I've never seen anything quite like it. It's a really original concept. And um, yeah. I, oh, and well, to kind of to kind of talk about or or speak to the um, the whole point of the. Um, like the songs 
breaking the fourth wall, and they break like they break the fourth wall a lot, but in a very uh, neat way. Um, the beginning of season two, the intro song spoils the whole season. Whole season. Like, yeah. it's it's legitimately, like, this is what's going to happen. And then a bunch of the characters singing are like, hey, why why why'd you say, why why did you do that? And then they kind of, like, try and, like, save the song in the end. And then you get to the end of the season and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. that He was right. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about that opening number two is that they start with the, like, kind of original melody from yeah. the first season. Because... As you heard, like the original theme song, that's kind of like a reoccurring melody throughout the first season. Then they start with that in the second season, and then they're like, "It's a new season," and then they go, <laughs> yes. and they go with a new melody. Um, so they change it up, and I never, I never like fully like grasped that, but yeah. No, then it, there's like a pirate on the ship, and he starts humming the old melody, and they like kick him off. Yeah, they them. yell it up. They're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, man? it's so good. It's, it's so worth your while. I, I want to watch it right now just thinking about it makes me want to watch it oh we could probably get your brother to watch it he wanted to watch something yeah i think he's seen it but i don't know Well, he'll watch it again he will (laughs) um but yeah honestly it's like i can't make you watch it because i can't well not yet we haven't discovered those powers no But, but um it's it's just such a fun time it makes me laugh and and it, it's and it has those mo- like as time goes on like you really you really do care about each character yeah even like well maybe not Madeline Madalena Madalena thank you yeah she's the only one where it's like you're you're bad you're bad it's good <laughs> yeah but yeah no it's really fun I can't believe you forgot about it oh yeah no because I was I was thinking like musicals that were turned into movies. And then the yeah, like I, I, again, Disney shouldn't count in that, but it really does. I figured does. if I picked Hamilton and Sweeney Todd, it would be way too obvious. Yeah, you would get it right away. But also, I feel like less people have heard about Gallivant, which is really why I wanted to bring some awareness to it. Yes, Gallivant um, Awareness Week. Yeah, because yeah, it's a uh, gaw, if you will. Yes, I uh, will. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's my thing. My Thing number, number dose, number dry. What? It's German. Oh. No, that's five. Yeah. Yeah. Because no. Dry is three. Yeah. Is it? I didn't know it was pronounced that. Because it is. Isn't it spelled D R E I or? Dry. Oh, that, that I don't. Eins zwei dry. Vier fünf sechs. Sieben, acht, neun, zehn. It's very fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my... Another thing I... Oh, I just, yeah, yeah, go I'm for just it. Gonna, like, quickly... We have an hour, Melissa. Okay. Um, <laughs> a mini-like of mine, an interjection mini-like. Numbers in different languages. Mm. They're really easy to learn, and then you can just, like, you know, say them sometimes, and it's just fun. It's fun to, like, learn different languages than numbers. They just are always fun and easy to learn. So, I like other languages, and I wish I knew another language, but... Anyway, that's besides the point. I thought it was going to be about Gallivant. I was ready to give you more time, and... It was, about... a, it was a mini-like, Brennan. Yeah, mini-likes are for the beginning. Okay, that's a, no, that's well, okay, that's okay. We're making a new tradition. Yeah, I mean, we do have an hour. 
I'm, I'm gonna. There's go, it's gonna be the end of the season, and I'm gonna still say that it's. Gonna it's be a new season. Next season. <laughs> show. Oh, that'll be so good. Anyways, we'll write all the lyrics. No, I I can't. I can barely write. Okay, okay, okay. So my second thing. Um. So just don't look. Get away. So my... <laughs> I did not interrupt you. I, yes, okay, sorry. So. Continue. It's really cold out and you, you, you come home after a long day, but you want to relax. What do you, what do you make yourself? A nice hot cup of... Coffee. No. Chocolate. We already talked about hot chocolate. Tea. Thank you. <laughs> yes, my... I was going to say, if you used hot chocolate again, that would be That'd kind be of wild. No. But also, that was a little like, and you yeah, can expand upon it. We can, but I'm not going to do like, that. You know what? That little like was really worth more of my time. That's fair. Yeah. But anyways, yes. My second thing is tea. Yeah. Um, if you know, that's a great thing for you. It is. If you if you know me in any capacity, I really enjoy tea. Um, less prevalent more recently, just because I've been very busy. I have two jobs and I go to school, and I'm doing poorly at all three. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, not intensely, but it's it's quite, quite a struggle. Um, and tea has always been like just like a nice relaxing thing for me. Um, when I was younger, my mom always had tea in the house and it, it was always just bag tea, but that doesn't, that doesn't, um, diminish how nice it was to just have a nice cup of tea. Unless you have, sorry, I don't interject. We're, I, we're talking about nice things, things we like. No, no, I know. But I, like, I just read this interesting thing that like some bags of tea, like the, you know, like the, the triangle ones. Oh, yeah. That are kind of meshy. Oh, yeah. Because they don't. contain like microplastics yeah, that yeah. go into your drink. And they don't decompose at all. It's like no. really bad. Yeah. I'm exactly. looking at you. I can't remember what that brand is called. Tazo? Yeah, I'm looking at you, Tazo. Anyway. You have good teas, but take them out of those packages. Yes. Anyways. So, yeah. Um, that was kind of always like a, a commonplace. I never was really into coffee. Um, and it just coffee was like too bitter for me when I was younger, and I always just wanted something to to have. Everyone was having coffee, and I wanted something. And my mom always liked tea. Um, and I just I I just always enjoyed that. So um, I always had like black tea, black tea. I kind of always had with like a little bit of milk and sugar. And I was a kid, so I always loaded up on sugar, and that kind of stayed with me. Black tea with milk and sugar. It tastes pretty good, but at that point, it's just a vessel for milk and sugar. And I'm not saying you can't add anything to your teas. Adding lemon and honey or, or milk or... No, you shouldn't add cream because that's really destroying the, the flavor of the tea. But you can add things to your tea and it can still be really nice. Yeah. Um, but at that point, black tea was just a vessel. It was just, I wanted, I wanted sweet, I want a little creamy, and then the tea was just caffeine, sure. Green tea, I've always had black. Um, or like if it comes with lemon or it comes with mint or anything like that. Um, and then <laughs> the boys are getting amped up about they're, tea. They're getting, they're getting grumbly. Um, and then I worked at, uh, Tivana. Uh, I worked at Tivana in the mall at the Oshawa center. Excuse me. Boys. 
Calm down. Thank you. I didn't, can't believe that worked. Oh, no, it didn't. Anyways. You, you, so, yeah, I worked at Tivana. And in all in all regards, Tivana is a retail store. And it was just, I was good. I'm good at talking to people for whatever reason. Because I really generally don't like talking to people. But that's a different story. Um, but I'm a good salesperson. And tea was just like generally second nature. I really like tea, so learning about tea to to kind of sell it to people um, was kind of just like a no brainer. Um, and, and and it might be surprising uh, for anybody who doesn't know. Um, generally, all forms of tea—white, green, um, oolong, black tea, and even pu'er tea—it's all the same plant. Ah. You didn't know that. I didn't know that. Very exciting. Um, so, so it all comes from the same plant. Generally, when you grow tea, tea tree, it's not even like tea, like the tea, the tea plant itself. Um, it is the, what is, it's, it's a uh, Camellia sinensis, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. That is the, uh. Is it like a plant or yeah. like a tree? So it is, it is technically like a, like a bush or a shrub. Um, yeah. it, it, it if when you see when you see like fields of tea uh, growing uh, like for for the f- I'm saying this really weird when you see like a, a field of, of tea leaves or, or tea shrubs um, they're basically grown to about like waist height um, but if you let them grow they can get upwards of like like six feet taller or ten feet tall and whatnot they can grow fairly fairly large I think even larger um, but if you prune them properly. Um, um, the they will grow more um, branches and more leaves kind of at that height. So that's kind of why. And it's just easier to harvest as well. Um, white tea um, is generally the, the first leaves that grow. They're generally the, the kind of the lightest and the freshest. They have lots of flavor. Um, and as soon as you pick tea or pick any kind of leaf, they start to decay and they start to oxidize. And over time, as as the the chlorophyll and and the the leaf itself starts to decay um it reacts with the air and it starts to break down the tannins in the tea kind of are released and that's what kind of what gives tea its bitter flavor um once you pick um the tea leaves um you immediately want to dry them and 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 kind of like bake them slightly and that's a process to get white tea it is unoxidized and 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 basically like unwilted so it doesn't have a chance to uh, to kind of uh, be- become oxidized. That, that's why if you've ever had... So is it like the amount of oxidization changes the type of tea? So like yeah. medium is like green and then a lot is black tea? Yeah, that's yeah, it's literally it. It's uh-huh. wild and it was so fascinating to me. So that's what like I did so well. Then what t- about like mint tea and stuff? So tea itself is can be classified as anything that you brew. Or anything that you steep, essentially. So mint tea is just mint leaves, right? There's no tea. There's no. That's why mint tea or it's, like is herbal. Yeah, or like chamomile tea is literally the chamomile plant, right? Um, so it has no caffeine. All tea, if it's tea leaves, um, it will have uh, caffeine. Um, but the longer, the more oxidized it is, the more wilted it is, the more bruised up it is, um, the more tannins come out, and the more caffeine will come out. Um, so yeah, white tea is unwithered and unoxidized. Green tea is a little bit withered and a little bit like, and, and sorry, unoxidized. 
So the white tea generally has a light, fresh, and floral taste and scent. Depending on how you kind of go about processing the tea, it can change a little bit, but that's that's kind of what you get. Um, green tea, as it starts to oxidize, um, <clears throat> you get that grassier taste. Um, and it's wild, the different kinds of green tea that you can see. Um, some green teas kind of look like literally like 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 little blades of grass, um, and it's it's very wild that it, that it's all the same plant technically. Um, the third typical tea is oolong tea, um, and that process you get the tea leaves you you do you do whatever you you let it oxidize a little bit, um, but you actually kind of bruise the leaves you you mechanically um, shake the leaves or you don't crush them but you mechanically shake them. And you kind of, you you kind of break the the cell walls manually as well, um, and that gives it more of a like a floral but earthy tone. So you get light um, light fresh f- uh, fruit flavor, then you get a grassy flavor, then you get a floral earthy flavor, <coughs> and then black tea, fully for fully oxidized, fully um, wilted, um, sometimes. Um, excuse me, sometimes um, kind of beat up a little bit more than oolong, that's where you get the, the full earthy tones and everything like that. And again, depending on how you process it, you can get varieties of different earthy tones. Um, and all things said and done, there are like there are probably hundreds of different um, teas all ranked like probably like 10, like I don't know the exact numbers, but there's probably dozens of different white teas with distinct flavors and different green teas and, and oolongs and black teas. This um, fact is really blowing my mind because I did not know that. <laughs> and now I'm like, wow, my tea drinking experience is a lie. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. So like as a ploy to sell loose leaf tea, loose leaf tea is such a weird luxury. It's so nice and it seems so inexpensive, but it's it's not necessary. So having that, to be able to sell it, to, to describe it like that, it is a luxury. And that's kind of how, you know, you're trained to sell it and stuff. It's, 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 it's this nice thing. It's this nice moment where you get to sit down and brew your tea and, and kind of take that moment for yourself. But um, one of the better things, um, or the things that I learned about tea, is that there are also the the temperatures at which to brew tea are very specific. Now, if you ever had a green tea and it was really bitter and it was really bad and you don't like it, green tea is not supposed to be bitter, like in any capacity. Sometimes you can, you can want it to be better. And and in some countries and some traditions, it's meant to be better. Um, you, 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 you brew it kind of heavier. Um, the, uh, White teas generally need to be steeped at about 80 80 degrees Celsius. Green teas, I believe, are closer to 90. I think it's 82, isn't it? Oh, 85, I think, is like the maximum, unless you want to have it a little bit more bitter. Um, Oolong teas can get closer to 95 or 90, and black teas are generally close to boiling point. Um, And then the time to steep as well will get you a different flavor, usually green teas and white teas. Uh, green teas are generally like within a minute, depending on how fresh or how specific the tea is. Um, white teas and oolong teas can go upwards of three to five minutes. Black teas can be however long as you want. Um, and there's because there's so much variety, loose leaf tea as well, you can you can 
re-steep so many different times you can combine different teas to have your own flavors and like all across the world like there's so many different words for tea as well like chai chai, saying chai tea is just tea tea it's really wild but like adding different spices and things like that there's so many possibilities for tea and um i really like tea oolong is my favorite if you have loose leaf oolong you could probably get upwards of like five cups out of the same like serving of tea it's so good it's really good. My I favorite. love that you pick tea because tea is such like a special thing for us, I feel like, too. Yeah. And it's like a nice thing that we bond over. So we haven't really done as many like tea drinking, as, as much tea drinking as we used to, which we should probably start up again. That's exactly it. Yeah. Right? But and that, that's the thing, too. So yeah. it's, it's about having your own moment and having like a nice time to just yeah. relax for yourself. And that's what tea is all about. Yes. Kirby, the shape of a friend. Tea, the taste of a friend. And gal of. And musicals. The, the sound, sound of, of a friend. friend. <laughs> this is brought to you by friends. Uh, friends. 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 Anyway, um, we're we should probably, wrap it up. Yeah, we're probably um, out of time. Who knows? Because we definitely are out of time. Uh, we'll, um, we'll figure out where to cut things. It's fine. But anyway, we hope you have a wonderful Monday night. Uh, and a beautiful happy Thanksgiving. Canadian Thanksgiving, yes. I don't know why it's and different. But, um, and yeah, we catch you next week for another hour long episode episode. because we we like like things and and so should should you. you. Oh, uh, thank you to Matt Luca, Matt Campbell for providing our music, Luca for providing our ending music, all that good stuff. We'll probably, I don't know what's going to happen in terms of cutting this together, but we'll make it work. Uh, and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to the boys, Momo and Appa, our background kind of ambience noise. And uh, have a good night. Bye. Bye.